really becoming aware with, you know, what are your bills every month? What are your expenses? What are your fixed expenses? And I, a lot of people don't even know, can't even tell me how much their bills are a month, right? Yeah. They have it on auto pay. It's out of sight, out of mind. They know they get their check weekly or biweekly. And I hope my bills are paid. I have it on auto pay, right? Looking at what you're spending your money on will really tell you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can make some pivots and make some changes and, and really kind of evaluate what's happening in your life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Over the years, I get to talk to a lot of creatives. Uh, I mean, obviously on this podcast, I get to talk to creatives and coaches, um, but I get to talk to a lot of business owners uh, through my coaching. And I've noticed a couple of things. One, We love to talk about our craft, whatever it is that you do. If you're a photographer or a baker or uh, an earring maker, you love to talk about your craft and the new ideas that you have, the Pinterest boards galore of inspiration and all the like the dream photo shoots, the locations, the travel. We love to talk about that. And we love to talk about our aspirations for uh, money, the revenue that we're bringing in, you know, hitting that six figure mark, um, you know, bringing in uh, six figures of profit, uh, hitting seven figures, whatever it is that that next goal is. We love to talk about that. But a lot of times we don't love to talk about the money itself, what we're doing with it, how we're preparing for it, the mindset behind receiving the money and using the money. And today, my guest is talking about all of that for us. So listen in. This is such a great episode. My guest is Michelle Lucas. She is a financial coach and the founder of Wallet Therapy, which is a virtual financial coaching business. Michelle loves helping small business owners learn to confidently manage their money and establish long-term healthy relationships with that money, which that second part very, very important. She uses her many years of experience supporting her clients with establishing a budget, paying off debt strategies, money mindset, credit repair, and overall just understanding your numbers, which I know for us creatives, we're like numbers. I don't know, like give me a camera and uh, some cool lighting. I will do something fun, but numbers, I, I don't know. But that it, it's just, it's so great having Michelle on the show. She dives into so much for us from uh, money mindsets and different ways that you can actually use your money as a tool to work for you instead of you just working for the money. So let's get into the episode. Enjoy Michelle Lucas. Well, Michelle, welcome to the show. I am uh, excited to have you here. Very excited to talk about money. I know it is a topic that not a lot of people like to talk about because it's just, I don't know, it's, it's weird talking about your money. But 
it is something that I love to talk about. So I was very excited whenever um, I found you and and uh, and just the the topic of of using your money as a tool um, to create the life that you desire. So Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, and I agree with you. I feel like we should be talking about money more because everyone has a relationship with money and it's a lifelong relationship and journey. And I feel like the more we talk about it with other people and get comfortable, the more we can learn from other people and really kind of use money as a tool rather than looking at it more of a burden. Um, So I definitely am trying to break that stigma and that kind of it being so taboo to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It is, it definitely, I I feel like my, the, the way that I was raised, it wasn't so taboo, but it also wasn't something that we talked about a lot. And we definitely didn't talk about, um, how to use your money for anything more than just like paying the bills. Right. Um, it was just like, okay, you got to save money and you also have to pay for like food and gas and that kind of stuff. Um, right. But definitely no talk about how to actually use your money for uh, like as a tool. So I'm I I am with you. I think that is so good. I I love that you are out here um, just trying to to change that narrative about money to where we're not. um, It's not a burden. It's not taboo or anything like that. So is there like a mindset shift that needs to happen for, for anyone who is like, I don't talk about money. We don't talk about money. It is, it is taboo. Is there a mindset shift to kind of take that from being something that just pays the bills to becoming a tool that we can use? Of course I, you know, so I am founder and owner of my own business called wallet therapy. It's a financial coaching business. So when I work with clients, it's really understanding, um, kind of you know, from childhood, what money looked like, how do you view money? How Mm. did your family talk about money? Because a lot of times we adapt and we develop habits, maybe from our parents and maybe, you know, little things that, you know, you saw from them or things to protect yourself that you're not really realizing as you're moving forward. So what I like to do is I like to bring awareness to their financial situation, create a financial picture of where they currently stand and really kind of dive deep into how they feel about money, how they view money. I mean, some people don't even like it in their possession. Some people don't even like to touch it. Some people are just like, I I, I don't trust myself with it. I don't want to trust myself. So it's really uncovering those layers because once we uncover those layers, we can really work on your mindset and help you build a healthier relationship with money by focusing on kind of how you already view money and diving deep into um, your current feelings towards money in general, mm. which could be a lot of money brings up so many different emotions and so many different triggers that I don't think people realize. And then sometimes when we're talking deep, they're like, Oh wait, that makes sense. Like we all have money blocks and it's really a lifelong relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is, are those money blocks like from, you mentioned childhood, are they from like how you are, are brought up and raised and things that kind of stick with you from, a young age of how you view money and maybe how your parents or, you know, those around you spoke about money or didn't speak about money. Um, are those where those money blocks come from? A lot of times. Yes. And one thing that you can kind of do is 
I'll give you an example. Um, one money block that I had was I realized that, you know, in a partnership, I would kind of, I, I wouldn't say I was open about it. I thought mm. I was open, but I really wasn't being open. And I realized that I was hiding a lot of my finances to protect myself, to kind of have that nest egg in case anything happened, in case we were to lose everything. I had that and could protect it and they didn't have access to it. And I, mm. I realized that that was a money block that I had from growing up and the habits that I seen and I created and security because, you know, we're in fight or flight. We're humans. We're always trying to protect ourselves and build that mold. Um, so it's yeah. really just bringing awareness because I don't think sometimes you realize that you have those things. And even like, not just within the home, but you talked about having money just to pay the bills. Right. And a lot of people look mm -hmm. at if you, if people are going on vacation or they have an abundance, they're greedy. They're not caring. Right. Like right. they're not giving because they have money, but that's not necessarily, that's not the truth either. Like there's a lot of people who are making money and have money and give money and they're living a fuller life. And what's wrong with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up, um, not like super poor, but like we were around the poverty line for a good bit of my childhood. And we would definitely hear other friends that were around that same, like kind of socioeconomic stage. Um, talk about other people that just like that of like look at them going on vacation again out of state mm -hmm. and you know there's people like us who we can't afford to take off time from work or we're working on paying off this or you know student loans and all that now uh and and that that viewpoint is uh yeah i've definitely heard that a lot and and yeah you're right that is not true um because one you don't really know what people do with their own money, you know, they could be, uh, there's a lot of silent, uh, philanthropers out there, if I'm saying that word correctly. Um, but there's a lot of people, uh, charity givers, there we go, uh, that give to organizations and stuff that don't, you know, uh, wave it from the rooftops. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a really good way of, of looking at things, uh, to where you're not judging other people about what they're doing with their money. Right. And just because somebody, you know, I've had clients who were like my neighbor, you know, mm. she, her house is huge and I can't imagine what she'd think, but you never know what people are struggling with behind closed doors. You never know oh, yeah. how they manage your mon their money just because they have certain things or maybe have a nice car doesn't mean they actually have money right. because all of their money, they could be in debt. They could be, their credit score could be so low. Like you just don't know. So I just try to tell my clients to focus on the life that they want to have, they want to lead, and if they have children, how they want to help and start implementing those conversations. Because mm -hmm. you, if you keep focusing on everybody else or what you don't have rather than what you do have and how you can build off of that, it's just going to be a, a, a downward spiral, a never-ending cycle of just being so harsh on yourself. So I really oh, try yeah. to focus on what's in your control and, and how you can use money to live the life that you want, not necessarily focusing on money as the aspect of focusing on how you would like your life to be. What would that look like for you? What what would you be doing? What experiences would you have? What, you know, would you be giving more? Would you be traveling? Would you, you know, be able, anything? How oh, yeah. would that look? And let's paint a picture of that and then work backwards to use money to help you get there. Hey y'all, quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, 
podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. Yes. Oh, I love that that mindset of just like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Pay attention to yourself. Like you can you can apply that across the board, uh, in your life, Mm -hmm. like in like running your business and everything, just stop comparing yourself to others. Stop looking at what they're doing next door and how big of a house they have. And, Oh, they got a new car, like all those things, but pay attention to yourself and, and work on what you want. Um, are there, I mean, for anyone who's listening and just like, I don't know, I actually haven't thought about, what I would want, like the life that I would desire to have money wise and like what I would want to do if I had more money. Cause a lot of times if you are living like paycheck to paycheck, it's like, I don't know. I just want to have a little bit left in my bank account at the, at the end of the month to where I can afford to go out to dinner or I can afford to go on a vacation or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you recommend for someone who maybe hasn't thought about what they would do uh, with more kind of freedom once they're using money as a tool instead of just uh, a bill payer. So I always say the first step is making the decision, making the decision that maybe if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you know, you just want to be able to go out to eat once in a while or do certain things is making that decision that you're going to, bring awareness to your life and to your situation um, to implement some changes. So make the decision, um, then do your research, research personal finance, financial literacy. We didn't have that growing up in school. So how we manage our money is so hard. Reach out to places, talk, ask, um, investigate, listen to podcasts, right? Reach out to a financial coach like myself to maybe start the process. So really becoming aware with you know, what are your bills every month? What are your expenses? What are your fixed expenses? And I, a lot of people don't even know, can't even tell me how much their bills are a month, right? Yeah. They have it on auto pay. It's out of sight, out of mind. They know they get their check weekly or biweekly. And I hope my bills are paid. I have it on auto pay, right? So it's having those money dates. I like to say the money dates with yourself. It's a part of self-care, sitting down with yourself or with your spouse or your partner and you know, having that one hour time, it doesn't have to be so daunting, right? Like make it fun, you know, do something you like. Like I like to place a candle with a nice set of coffee and some music playing. And I look at it as self-care because I'm helping like kind of reevaluating and checking in with my financial situation to help me continue Mm -hmm. to live the life I want to live. And I don't call my budget a budget because I feel like a lot of times people think of a budget as restrictive or holding you back. Yeah, I call it my yes plan. And I look at it as my support system and my best friend. I look at my budget to tell me 
yes, you can do these things, but making sure that these things are in place, you know? So really kind of becoming familiar and aware of your um, financial picture, because it could be that you're overspending or it could be an income problem where you have to reevaluate to say, hey, maybe I need to make more money. Maybe I need to ask for a raise. Uh, Maybe I'm overspending too much, you know, on DoorDash every week, right? So it's really mm-hmm. kind of becoming familiar with your financial situation and taking that time to really give it that love and tenderness that it deserves. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that is. I I, I love the the yes plan instead of the budget because even yeah, uh, uh, my my wife and I we both big budgeters uh before we met uh just like both of us had extreme budgets of like knowing exactly like we we uh finally had like maybe a couple months into our relationship we're like so let's talk about money and then we both brought up our excel spreadsheets and we're like wow okay cool we're both nerds Uh, (laughs) i love i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh but like even telling other people about that or talking to other people about our budgets, it would have that negative connotation toward that word budget. So I love the reframing it into a yes plan of like all of these line items. Yes, this is how much you can spend on rent every month. Yes, this is how much you spend on uh, streaming services for all of the different shows you watch and and all of that. And then you can see maybe like you said with the DoorDash, um, you know, I'm a big believer of like delegation and using services like that in order, like I'm fine with paying a few extra dollars if it means that I can save some time and I can like continue to work or do the things that I want to do. And I found myself, um, this is a little tangent, but you know, it's in the name of the show. So it's cool. Uh, (laughs) I was like, this, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but uh, I'm going to go with it. Um, but I, I got into, um, uh, a rough time with like, uh, fast food and with, um, DoorDash and all of that. Cause I was like, Oh no, it's saving me time. But then whenever I would, I would use that time to just like, sit and watch Netflix or I would use that time to not be productive. And I was like, I, this is not, uh, it's not as helpful as it once was at the beginning when I was like, I've got so much work to do. I'm just going to DoorDash and I'm going to eat while I'm working and this will be great. It's fine to spend that extra $5. And then I just got into the habit of, Oh, well I really want to watch this show. So I'm just going to DoorDash and then watch the show instead of being productive. So um yeah i don't know i don't know why i brought that up it's just something that popped into my head so um i guess just be careful with those uh if you do have those things or maybe while you're assessing your yes plan um you can assess like do i really need to be spending this much on doordash do i really need to be eating out this often all of those things one question i mean even with that is this like the example that you gave and what we're kind of talking about is this helping me live the life I want to live? Right. So even Mm, in those instances mm -hmm. where it's like, sometimes you, you do just need to relax and watch that movie and just have DoorDash and that's great. But when you find it becoming a pattern and you're not necessarily, you know, 
it's not intentional in the sense of the way you want to live your life and it's not helping you take the steps to get there, then that's something that you may want to reevaluate. And it's definitely that mindset shift too. And it's checking in with yourself and being mindful and aware of what's really truly fulfilling you and your life and your lifestyle and making you happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Checking in like that is you mentioned that earlier about having like your bills on auto pay and like all of the things where it's like, I don't know how much I spend every month because everything is auto pay and everything is taking care of itself. I just have this debit card that I go <laughs> and swipe at places. Um, and mm-hmm. and yeah, being able to check in and just see where your money is actually going. Um, you know, there's a lot of those apps I've been seeing, um, advertisements for them where it'll go through all your subscriptions and be like, did you know that you're still paying $15 a month for this thing? It's like, Nope, I haven't used that in two years. Uh, I could, I could use that money. Um, we, (laughs) we recently did that with, uh, like audible and Kindle subscriptions and stuff, all, all these Amazon subscriptions that we once had, but don't really use them anymore. And we're like, we're still paying for all of this. And we didn't realize we were paying for all of this. So, um, that was a, that was a recent realization for us. Um, (laughs) and it adds up if you have a few of those and you're like, Hey, this is money. I could be placing, you know, in a vacation fund in a high yield savings account and making money off of and moving that money over here. And it's kind of like when it's so small, sometimes the subscriptions, you don't Mm. really realize or you're like, oh, whatever, but they really do add up. So that's why I say the money dates at least once a month. Yes. Just like an hour just to check in with yourself, check in with your money. And, you know, looking at what you're spending your money on will really tell you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can make some pivots and make some changes and, and really kind of evaluate what's happening in your life. Yes. Yeah. I I love that. You So you mentioned a, a high yield savings account for anyone who's like, I don't know what this is. Is my savings account high yield? Like, could you go into a little bit of that? And also, if you're asking that question, the answer is no. Your savings account is not high yield. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the thing about kind of brick and mortar banks, so we can, I'll just give one example, Bank of America. That's like a brick and mortar. You can actually go to the physical location. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a checking and a savings account there, your savings account is probably earning you like maybe 0.02 or, you know, 0.1. I'm not sure. 0.2 um, along those lines. They have a lot of overhead. They have employees. They have systems in place. They have a lot of expenses. Right. So it's the idea of these online secure banks like Ally Bank um, Lending Tree, I think, is an online bank. Um, there's another one, too. I can't think of it. But they are able to offer higher interest rates because they don't have as much overhead, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have physical locations. You're still able to automatically transfer. They still have the securities as these other banks. But I think like, for example, right now, um, last I checked, the interest rate was 3.75%, right? Compared to 0.02 that you would be getting at just your local bank that maybe you've had since you could 10 years old when you first opened a bank account. And and you can Mm -hmm. stay with that bank, but you can also open up this 
other bank account and start creating, you know, and earning more money, especially if you're not at the point where you have all of this cash flow where you can start investing, which is where a financial advisor comes into play. But a financial coach really helps you kind of with the basics to set up that foundation and help you kind of gain control over your money in general. Um, and really having that, you know, savings account. Um, for example, like Ally Bank, it has that high interest rate, but it also has buckets, right? So it's the idea of, hey, I have this savings account and let's say maybe I want to start saving for a vacation fund, an emergency fund for six months in case I lose my job or anything. So you can have these buckets where it automatically puts certain amount of money in, um, maybe twice a month, once a month. Um, and you it'll show you, you know, if you have a goal, it'll even show you how close you are to reach that goal. Mm. So it's just another way that you can earn more for your money because this is the thing make your money make money for you right like don't just spend it all and give it away like if you don't tell your money where to go it's going to decide for you and it'll be all gone you have to tell your money where to go yes yeah yeah. and and for those of you who missed that michelle you just said traditional brick and mortar places your savings accounts getting like 0.02 percent interest on that money in there so you have a thousand dollars in there that's like what two bucks, 20 cents, 20 cents, maybe it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not no. a lot. And three, three and a half, 3.7% interest is like 150 times more, uh, yielding 150 times more than, uh, that point zero two percent So, um, that is, that is an insane difference where, you're not doing anything with that money anyway. Like that is savings. You it's literally an emergency fund or it is savings for, you know, something later on. And that money is just sitting there and it could be making 150 times more than what it currently is. Um, so that is, that is huge. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that is letting your money work for you instead of it just sitting there. Um, cause that was something like we talked about how, you know, you don't talk about money a lot growing up. I'd never heard of a high high yield interest account or high interest, mm-hmm. high yield savings account. There we go. Um, yep, there you go. <laughs> until until I was like thirty, and then I was like, "What is this? How can it? How can I set up this?" Um, so thank you for yeah. giving us the how uh, today too, where we can and I'll have links no in the show notes uh, for y'all to like go and set up account is there a limit do you know like a a minimum like you can't i know like a lot of like bank of america like you said you can start a savings account with like five bucks um is there a minimum limit for anyone who's like i really only have like maybe 50 bucks in my savings can i move that over to a high yield or do you need to like get to a certain point Uh, It varies, but I feel like I know some of them are zero, like you can open it with zero and then start putting money into it. So I would just do your research. And I really um, a lot of my clients like Ally, it's A-L-L-Y bank. So if you guys look that up, um, maybe after this, you can go and see. But I know some of them do have, you know, zero minimum or even like five dollars. So I would definitely just look into it and maybe plan to start saving that way oh yeah yeah i think uh, that's that's so good um and you also mentioned about like if you don't tell your money what where to go and what to do it's gonna find its own way Uh, that was something recently that i mean just this year 
I had heard that from another photographer friend who was talking about money and how like she'll just be like, I need $7,500 by the end of the month in order to do this thing. And she puts it out there and sets a plan for that money. And then she'll like, you know, book a wedding for $7,500 or something. And she was like, okay, Mm -hmm. there we go. Now I have this money. And um, my wife and I started doing that where we, um, I guess it was like kind of late last year, really started being intentional about what our money is going to do. Instead of just looking at our budget and figuring out how to pay the bills, we're like, okay, we want to do that. But we also want to, uh, you know, attack this credit card debt over here. And we want to um, start saving in this uh, savings account over here. And the amount of money that has just like come into our lives in the last six months is insane. And I was like, yeah, we're just, we're telling the money where we want it to go and what we want to do with it. And now it's actually doing that instead of just throwing it out there and be like, I don't know. I don't know what this money is going to do. I'm just, yeah, hoping that, you know, I'll become a millionaire someday. (laughs) Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's really amazing. And that's kind of what it's all about is if you feel like you're just kind of in, um, what do you call it? Like a hamster wheel and you're just going, 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 going. It doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You can really stop, take a beat pause and really kind of sit back and and be intentional with your spending Um, and also get in touch with your values. You know, are you spending money on things that you value in life Mm -hmm. is, you know, and kind of when you're putting that out there, you're pausing more, you're becoming more intentional already because you're having those conversations with yourself. So that's amazing. Yeah. So do you recommend, um, cause I, I, I talked to, I, uh, mentored, uh, different photographers and creative entrepreneurs, um, often, and I get the, like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have money to invest in this. I don't have like the extra income anywhere. Um, do you have like maybe some next steps for them to just really start, I don't know, either uh, saving or investing or something to to make their money work for them. Is, is it uh, really I mean, kind of what we've already talked about with assessing, setting up that that money date to sit down and figure out a yes plan and and all of that? Is that a good like first step? Yeah, I think awareness is really the first step. So. Mm you know, really checking in, like you said, the subscriptions, where is my money going? Kind of doing an audit, pull your bank statements for the past 30 days. If this is your first time, where's all of my money Mm. going? Where can I cut back? Why do I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck? Is it an income issue? Is it um, because I'm paying toward all this debt? Okay. Do I want to keep paying towards debt? Because that's another thing. If your plan is to get out of debt, what are some steps that you can take to be aggressive with it? And really in the the same time that you're paying off debt, you can also be improving your credit score. So using your debt as a tool too mm. during this time that maybe it's like carrying a lot of weight on you to really improve your credit score. So once you're done paying it off, you're in a better position also within you know your credit score within your credit score, sorry, and society and going after the things that you want. Um, and sometimes like a lot of times it's overwhelming for people to sit down. It's overwhelming to look at a spreadsheet or even paper and 
that's when you should ask for help. There's people like me or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe friends and family, but just remember friends and family take their opinions and just take it as that, right? Like you don't have to do everything that they say. Everyone's relationship with money is different. And when I work with clients, it's not me telling them what they need to do. It's me helping them find a management system that'll work best for them. That makes them feel like they're confident, empowered, and in control of their finances. And I really support them and and hold them to it um, and really help them along on their journey. Yes. And that's what we all want to be is confident, empowered, and in control of our finances because money feels like if you're not confident about your money, if you're not in control of it, you're not empowered. You, it, it feels daunting, especially whenever you are like, you feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have any extra money. I'm, you know, uh, putting stuff on credit cards that I can't pay off and, and all of that you know, that does not feel empowering, but a lot of times that is because you don't know where your money is going and you don't, don't see, um, cause there are times where you will see, oh yeah, I have this subscription. I, I probably don't need this right now, or let me pause this for three months or something. Um, cause a lot of subscriptions will do that. Um, and, and that allows you to really take more control over your money do you have, um, this is, uh, I don't know, it's just a different question. Um, but do you have any recommendations for, or any, I, uh, thought on credit cards? Cause I know a lot of people, like I was raised to run away from them, to cut up any credit card. You don't want to have, um, a credit card, no debt, anything like that. What are your thoughts on using credit cards, um, like for like the points and all that kind of stuff. I like your question. This is really good. Um, (laughs) So a little backstory for me personally, I was in college, um, you know, college student and I had some medical issues. So I maxed out all of my credit cards, Mm -hmm. like completely maxed out. Sometimes didn't even have gas money. My credit score was in the tank. But today and for probably the past three or no, like four years now, I've been um, credit card debt free and I'm medical debt free, but I still use my credit card and I use it. Thank you. I use it every month to improve my credit score. So the idea is um, I don't carry a balance on it. So I'm not paying the interest rate on it. Right. So every month Mm -hmm. I use no more than for me personally, I tell my clients use between 10 to 30% utilization. So let's say you have a credit limit of $1,000. You want to use between $100 and $300 of it and not to go over that 30% because once you go over that 30% utilization, so if you're mm-hmm. using more than $300, it's going to kind of make your credit score go down. But if you're under that 30%, it can actually help improve it. So what I do is I use my credit card. I get the points. I'm showing that I'm making um, payments on it because payment history is 35% of your score, which is a big chunk of your score. Oh, right? wow, yeah. So you want to make sure you're making those payments every single month. So what I do is when I receive the statement and the statement due date and the payment date, I pay it off completely before the payment is due. So I'm 
showing that positive payment history on my credit score. Mm -hmm. I'm staying under the 30% utilization, which is good, which helps boost your score. And you could be getting those reward points at the same time and not carrying a balance over. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's how I use it. Amazing. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, <laughs> a, that's lot. a lot, yeah. but that is so helpful. Um, cause that is all stuff I didn't know, uh, for the longest okay. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had opened a, um, like a, a travel credit card a few years ago and really wasn't using it much because was a little bit afraid of that, you know, getting into mm-hmm. crazy debt and, um, was always taught, stay away from credit cards, grew up, you know, full Dave Ramsey, all of that kind of stuff, you know, money and envelopes and, and all the thing. And, um, and then started, uh, heard that uh, on a podcast, I think the money with Katie show, um, where she talked about just that, uh, using your credit cards, but only a certain amount up to a certain amount and paying that off every month. And you can, I mean, you can incorporate that into your uh, your money date uh, where it's like, OK, I'm going to be yeah. looking at where my money is going. And also, this is the day that I pay off my credit cards every exactly. month um, and having that to where you're not like it is is definitely a slippery slope. If you are someone who's looking at your checking account, like I got all this money, but you've already spent five hundred dollars on your credit card. You got to keep tabs of of where it is. But yeah, like we just um just uh, uh just booked a flight uh yesterday for my wife to go see her 97 year old grandmother for 11 dollars because we used all the points and still have some left but the 11 dollars is like the taxes and fees that you can't use points toward so we we're like yeah, yeah we got a, a essentially a free ticket just because we've got this yeah it was like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah this is great and uh yeah. yeah i mean that's uh i don't know that was probably like two three hundred dollars or so that that ticket would have been so just because we've been putting stuff on that credit card and then paying it off every month um we got a three hundred dollar plane ticket for free uh so yeah yeah i know yeah it's it's crazy like this is stuff that i wish i knew in my 20s because i was like my my 20s would have been so different i'm like 35 now almost um so yeah this is this is great so listeners listen to what michelle's talking about um and you know we'll have kind of a breakdown of all this in the show notes as well if you want to reference that or just skip back to the beginning listen again take notes um because this is all very powerful stuff to really get empowered um when you're when it comes to your money so michelle i have loved this this has been yeah 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 Sorry, I just wanted to, before I forget, touch on the whole aspect of the credit card, too, because I know a lot of people may think of using a credit card as an emergency, right? Like, if I can't Mm. afford something, swipe my credit card. But that's why you should maybe start thinking about saving for an emergency fund. And that's about three to six months of um, your monthly expenses at least covered. Or maybe something like towards car repairs, which is like a sinking fund or house repairs, and start saving even Mm. if it's $10 here and there. Start just putting it in these accounts, a high yield savings account. So that way when, you know, you could use your credit card, but then you have that money in that emergency fund to pay it off immediately to gain the points or rewards from it. Um, So start changing that 
mindset around a credit card being used for an emergency and rather already establishing a fund for that. Just a little tip. Yes. Before I we go. That. Sorry, I had to add that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. That. And that is, that is so good. Uh, thank you for adding that. And, and, and also, um, like with our savings account, we could, we set that up to be an automatic withdrawal from our normal checking. So it's, it's like in all those automatic payments that you already have set up and just automatically pay into that high yield savings account to where you don't have to think about every month. Okay. Yeah. I need to move, you know, $50 over there or I need to move whatever. Um, it's, you can set it up to be automatic. Um, and be uh yielding some some good high interest for you um so okay amazing michelle this has been so good um before we get to like where people can follow you and all that there is a part of the show that i like to talk about what we're loving this week so um this could be you know a, a new book or a tv show or really anything uh that you're loving um but yeah what are what are you loving this week i live in new england so i'm loving this weather recently and being able to just be outside and go on walks i love being outside and i love walking so that's something that i'm really enjoying right now and i don't want to go away nice so it is like Mm -hmm. nice spring weather for you right now okay yeah loving it yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's great (laughs) that's awesome yeah it is um actually like we got a cool front and we've had a lot of rain here in texas or like this houston-ish area part of texas uh this last week so it is um tampered our 90 something degrees Mm -hmm. that we've had recently so um yeah weather has also been pretty nice (laughs) which i love the rain um i i asked my wife to marry me in like a pouring monsoon type rain so anytime it's just like pouring pouring rain it was not like notebook notebook type uh like lifting her up and spinning around although we did (laughs) we did go dance in the street which was just like a river of water um but yeah anytime so adorable (laughs) anytime that it is pouring rain we're just like oh yeah remember that time um so yeah so i've been enjoying the rain and our kids just love to play the game uh will it float and just take toys from their room (laughs) and throw it into the street (laughs) just see and hopefully hopefully catch them before they go down the drain um yeah (laughs) but um yeah i guess uh uh, similar to that uh or in the same reigning uh theme i don't know um i i'm loving a show i just wrapped up on netflix called high water um i love these shows about like uh natural disasters and stuff i'm in another life i would have been like a storm chaser type person um but uh but yeah it's the it's over the true story of um a uh, a, a huge flood in um, 1997 in Poland and uh, it's a Polish show. So you're either going to be listening to it in uh, Polish with subtitles, or I just watched the, the English dubbed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was very interesting about the whole story and how um, uh, certain things that if they had done one thing, it would have, changed the outcome of of everything and uh yeah it was was an interesting show and um 
I don't know if they just like flooded these cities or something for the show or if it was all CGI or something, but it looked very real, uh, whatever sets they were on. So, um, yeah, I liked it. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's like six episodes or something. Um, but yeah, if you like natural disaster type stuff, it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good recommendation. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Michelle, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Where can they reach out to you if they're like, hey, I need a coach. I need someone to help me with my finances. Um, where can they find you online? Okay. So my website is wallettherapy.net. I'm also on Instagram at wallet underscore therapy. If you just want to chat, um, you can set up a call. It's a free call, 20 minute call. You don't know where to start. You're overwhelmed. You know, you want to change, but you don't know where, or you just want to follow for some tips and get connected. Definitely reach out to me um, and book a call through my website, walletherapy.net, or find me on Instagram at wallet underscore therapy. I'm here to chat and help. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, that that's amazing. That, that was so good. So, yeah, listeners, take advantage of that. Like, you know, get uh, set up that 20 minute call with Michelle and really, you know, take over your finances. Um, it's is definitely something that will empower you and uh, and move you move you forward in life um, closer to that life that you desire. So um, yes. amazing. I will have links to all that in the show notes uh, so that everyone can reach out. And um, yeah, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, John, so much. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. I've also got a lot of free resources for you, so go check out the website. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on YouTube and in the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. You can join the conversation for our next live episode. We've got those posted events on YouTube and Facebook. I post in the stories on Instagram, probably on threads now. I don't know. I'm probably not going to use threads for business. It is just a fun place right now. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, you can follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod. It's W-I-T-T dot pod. Michelle is at wallet underscore therapy and you can find me on instagram tiktok and threads now at all heart photo subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and if you love this one share it with a friend uh, I, I love to see y'all sharing these episodes with friends um, especially those friends that you want to encourage and lift up their businesses as well this is a great one because a lot of us uh, just don't know the things that Michelle was talking about today, or at least we have not implemented them. So please implement them. I know I am. I am setting up all the things that she suggested that we set up. So until next time, I'll see you back in your podcast player.